and certainly heightened by the fact that we are the Jets. In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! <laughs> they rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. And uh, Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, welcome in to a new day, new week, here on the starting lineup, start of postseason week, that's right, the playoffs for high school football begin this week, very exciting times around here. Also, volleyball regionals. Volleyball regionals we're get not, underway we're not tonight. We're a one-trick pony here talking nothing but nope. football, so... Nope, we'll be taking a look at the uh, regional schedule for uh, tonight, and we'll recap everything that happened on the weekend as well, and including uh, we'll still be talking about some uh, football, of course, yes. and recapping more in depth uh, as the uh, we were live on the year 7-9 to nine, uh, last Saturday for the uh, playoff selection show, and uh, it turns out that all of our teams that had five wins got in, and uh, those teams that got their sixth win, of course, uh, clinched as well. So we'll take a look at everything that happened in uh, week nine and uh, take a peek at the uh, playoffs. And we got uh, an area coach on the line as well. We got Coach Duckett coming at you in the uh, podcast uh, talking about their upcoming matchup for week number one of the uh, postseason. Hopefully it's a longer stint for the Rams this time around. That as a big part of the conversation uh, with him coming up a little bit later. Of course, we got uh, stuff to uh, recap from high school football. You got How Do You Like Me Now? You got Beast Mode. You got Pick'em as well and a NASCAR Pick'em as well. We might just skip over that uh, this time around, but nope, we'll just see. We are going to talk about it. And we got to give you the top three, top three moments from the sports weekend as well. A lot of things happened in the world of sport this weekend, and we narrow it down to just three. And then, of course, we'll hit up on some MLB and NFL at some point as well because the MLB postseason heating up as we got a two big games tonight or this afternoon and tonight. You got game six with the Phillies and the Diamondbacks, Kelly versus future Cardinal Nola. And then you got the two best words in all of sports, game seven tonight. For the Rangers and Astros. And you can hear both those games right here in 99 the game. Both pivotal matchups, sad 
Uh, 3.30 will be the uh, start time for the uh, D-backs and uh, Phillies' first pitch to follow at about 4.07. And then uh, 6.30 and uh, 7.03 will be uh, the uh, coverage for Rangers and uh, Strohs tonight for game number seven. And, of course, whatever we don't get to here in the Treasure Show because we got a lot to talk about. We won't get to it all in an hour. We had two hours on Saturday. and Barely got through it all on Saturday. Well, we, we need two hours on a Monday because we uh, always have to save stuff for the podcast, mm-hmm. which is fine. But we also have to save uh, stuff like college football and whatnot and have to postpone our therapy session for Illinois football fans <laughs> and Illinois athletics uh, for another day until tomorrow so mm-hmm. tuesday is our gathering of Illini football uh support group yep so travis will be there he'll be leading will the be, charge yep i will be leading the charge and that meeting begins tomorrow at 11 a.m uh right here on this lovely radio station or wherever you're listening from on your favorite podcasting platform and like i said whatever we don't get to here in the treasure show we get to in that podcast in some sort of a fashion. All right, uh, so we need to jump start this thing because we got a lot to get to here. And uh, let's go ahead and let's start it off with a segment that we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in the high school sports. We'll start off in high school football from week nine. And we talked a little bit about it on Saturday, but both of our teams won that we have coverage for over on WCRA. Carmelin took care of business in a big way against Argenta, 40 to nothing. And then that led to their sixth victory. So they have no problems. Sure enough, they would have had no problems on Saturday anyways mm-hmm. with how the bubble shaked out and everything. But you improved your seed positions and whatnot. So that's what the Pirates did. And we'll get into that here in just a second. But FEM, they needed this one on uh, Friday against Centralia. And uh, they got it in a, a big way. Their highest scoring output of the season. Just had a couple weeks. They put up 55. Well, they did that better. 61 points on Friday against Centralia. And it was 61 to 34 was the uh, final. And uh, Weldon Dunstan finds the end zone six times on the ground, and that ties him for a school record for most rushing touchdowns in a a single game as well. So Dunstan's outstanding night on the ground, and the offense kept up with that Orphans uh, offense and kept up the scoring to earn their fifth win. And with playoff points, they got in. Of course, they just needed that fifth win, Mm -hmm. and that's what they did. And uh, they came out there in a nice performance on Friday. Uh, down there in Centralia to pick up the win. Yeah, it, it was exactly what you needed if you were him. I mean, honestly, now looking at it, I just getting some emails this morning about basketball, but uh, this looks like a basketball final score, honestly. Mm-hmm. 61-34? Yeah. That's totally something that we'll be seeing in a month from now or, or whatnot. Oh. Oh, that's a so, blowout. It is a blowout, that, uh, but it happens. It does. <laughs> it happens, and uh, the the tone was set right away 
from the very beginning, or at least from that first half, as 61 combined points between both schools uh, were scored in the first half alone, and the tone was set there immediately. Centralia, they won the toss, and they elected to receive. And then on the very first play of the game, it was a 55-yard pass from uh, Jones to a Bratton uh, down the left sideline, and the Orphans eventually got in on that play. But it's like... After that long pass, they're like, here we go. And uh, sure enough, uh, both offenses, and sh- more often than not, it was uh, FEM. Uh, they actually built up a 28-7 to lead at one point. But my goodness, it was a wild first half there. It was 61 combined points. Like, just how, with it being 41-20 to and a half, right. it's like, how many more points are going to be put up here tonight? Yeah, I mean, it know, was crazy. Scoreboard operator got a workout he on did. Friday night in that game, and uh, struggling know, to keep up. Again, that's that's one of those things, and and we'll be talking about it later in the the podcast about beast mode. You put up thirty two points, you expect to be in the game, mm-hmm. and Centralia put up thirty two, and was not in the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, hey, uh, they did what they seem like they've done all season long is they uh, seem to have trouble stopping the other opposing mm-hmm. team, but they also put up points themselves as well. Let me ask you, uh, quarterback mm-hmm. for Centralia. Jones. Yep. What class? Uh, I think he was a senior. Okay. I was going to say, are they going to be even better next year as far as the offense goes? Because they're putting up points like that now. I was wondering, you know, what year is their quarterback in? But if he's a senior, um, they may they may take a, a half step backwards. Yeah, I don't have the roster in, yeah, yeah, in front yeah, of me, yeah. but I believe he was a senior. Gotcha. But his uh, two receivers, uh, Coke and Tom Lanovich, uh, they are both uh, underclassmen. I think oh, okay. they were both juniors as well. And uh, Coke had a nice performance, eight grabs, 200 yards receiving, wow. uh, a couple of touchdowns as well. Um, Tom Lanovich had it over 100 yards as well and a score on four receptions. So at least I'll have those two guys right. uh, back and whatnot. But, I mean, Jones was, I said, he kind of looked like Lamar Jackson uh, back there mm-hmm. or something, just dancing around and uh, trying to be elusive. And, um, you know, and he was. And uh, a lot of jukes on uh, Friday night, but it was ultimately uh, the Hearts building up that lead. They also had some deep passes uh, there in the opening quarter. Uh, he had a 28-yard pass to uh, Lots and uh, Gilamasso uh, threw a nice uh, ball to uh, um, Belcher, Brody Belcher there, 38-yard touchdown at that point, and that made it 21 to seven. And um, like I said, they uh, built up that lead to 28 to seven, but. Uh, ultimately, uh, there, uh, Centralia got on the board a couple of times to make it 20, but, uh, Dunstan had, uh, four touchdowns in the first half alone. Uh, he had obviously had a couple more in the second half and in the fourth quarter, he scored from four yards out, uh, there and that made it 54 to 27. And then that was the one that tied him for the school record. And, uh, we had him down for 292 yards on the ground and, no matter how you shake it, he fell short of the all-time record for most rushing yards in a game as well. That was like 310 set by Grant Johnson back in 2011. Uh, so either way you shake it. Right. Um, I've seen some other people have him uh, over 300. But uh, either way you shake it, it was less than 300. Coach Hefner said he didn't know how close he was to the record. And 
just kind of how confusing it was because there was a couple of runs that he had that kind of got called back for penalties mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. uh sometimes it, one of them was like behind the play so he technically still gained yardage right but the penalty took away some of that yardage so it wasn't quite as long as you initially anticipated so that's why it was kind of confusing on how many rushing yards exactly uh, he had uh, there. But no denying, six touchdowns on the night mm-hmm. uh, there. So impressive. Uh, improves to five and four. They got in the playoffs, and they drew a very familiar opponent. And you heard about it on a Saturday, the reveal of the brackets. Uh, that got him good enough for a 12 seed, mm-hmm. and that got him good enough to uh, draw Mount Zion yeah. in the opening round of the postseason. It- Two teams that don't know each other very well. Not um, at all. No, unfamiliar know, territory. Unfamiliar territory. No <laughs> bad blood. No, you know, wanting possibly revenge for a loss this year that bumped yep. a certain team maybe from a two or a three seed down to a five or anything like that. So, um, yep. yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup between two teams that really don't know each other very well. <laughs> yeah, so I'm interested to see how it shakes out uh, there in Make Mount sure you Zion. do your research, Travis. you got to <laughs> yeah. figure out what kind of offense like to run, stuff right. like that. Yeah, I'll definitely have to do my due diligence yep. uh, this week with the well, postseason opponent. You don't know anything opponent. about him either. Right, so. Exactly. And I did see that uh, the game is going to be on Saturday, and it's going to be at 2.30 will be the kickoff is what gotcha. I saw from uh, the Mount Zion Athletics uh, Twitter page uh, there. So uh, Saturday matchup mm-hmm. for the Hearts and the Braves in a rematch. As playoff football there. should be. As it should be. You're exactly right. Uh, but uh, Cumberland, uh, they got their win on uh, Friday. It was 40 to nothing over Argenta, and uh, that knocked Argenta out of the playoffs right. more than anything. Of Cumberland, we found out that they were would have made it regardless, but it knocked uh, Argenta out. It, it helped their seeding as well. It did. You yeah. know, it helped. It sure. helped them get get the seed. And Travis, it was a uh, it was a little hairy at first. Cumberland only led 12 to nothing after the first quarter, and you were kind of like, uh oh, Argenta right. had the ball. They were driving down the field. And their quarterback threw threw it towards the uh, the end zone, and it was on the far side of the field, so I couldn't quite see it. But uh, Cumberland defender diving interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. So not only are you taking points off the board for Argenna, but then you give your offense an opportunity, and the Pirates would go down and score. Right. So it was a, a big fourteen point swing and all. Yeah, that was a big moment that really kind of set in motion that second quarter. Travis Cumberland had four touchdowns in just the second quarter alone and it was uh 30 or 3 excuse me it was 32 to nothing at the half and it it, it was over mm-hmm. i mean you just felt it in the air it was over and the pirates immediately came out in the uh the third quarter got another touchdown made it 40 to nothing and at that point it was running clock and coach said it was so important to get that because he said it was important for our guys the underclassmen to get out here and get some varsity minutes in a kind of playoff atmosphere, homecoming night, like yeah. a lot of reasons to get some underclassmen that experience sure. of playing again against a four and four team. It wasn't like it was right. a cupcake team. Yep. Um, so Cumberland just came out and played better than Argenta on Friday night. And you know, we we talked before Travis about you know teams that want it and teams that don't want it, and. Uh, Pirates came out and played like they wanted that win on Friday. And it was a good response with the the bad loss the week before and homecoming week. And we talked about the distractions for the Pirates and everything like that. 
they came out and showed that they were ready to play. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they uh, came out and uh, took care of business. I, w- I wasn't exactly surprised uh, that Cumberland pulled off the win, but I was a little bit surpri- surprised uh, by the score there, with especially uh, everything that was on the line mm-hmm. for Argenta and how they've been approved this season and as of late. And, and we talked about the Cumberland offense, yeah. how rocky, how shaky it has been the past couple of weeks. Uh, Olmstead, 137 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, 66 yards on the ground, and then uh, McMeekin at 109 yards on just nine carries. 109 yards on nine carries, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. That's almost 10 yards a carry yep. that you're averaging. Um, he also had three touchdowns. He had a receiving touchdown as well. Um, Beerman had a receiving touchdown, and that's the thing. Uh Olmstead got his his touchdowns through the air, but he got them to different guys every right. time. So, um, two penalties for the Pirates for only twenty five yards, no turnovers. Defense That's forced good. four turnovers uh, on Argenta, and that was really kind of the the difference maker. Was uh, the two interceptions? There was a couple fumbles the Pirates got, and uh, yeah, the, the Pirates get the win. And you know, you talk about familiar fo- foes, Travis, uh, as Effingham is taking on a familiar foe. Well, the Pirates. As you heard on Saturday, get KZ Westfield. KZ, they drew the Warriors there in KZ. And uh, this is uh, maybe not uh, familiar as of late, but old familiarity. Well, familiar in the fact of one of my favorite things I like to do, Travis, whenever the playoffs start, and usually it's Monday morning, they don't have it updated until Monday, is to go and look at the maps of where <laughs> yeah. all the teams are going and how right. far the travel is. That al- that always is nice. And you look at the map for that matchup in 1A, and I don't think you could put your finger between those two teams. These two are neighbors. They're, they are so close to each other. Out of all the other playoff teams, they're right there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, my finger covers the distance. Yeah. So the, they know each other. <laughs> Plus, you throw fingers. in the fact of they used to be in the same conference. And, you know, Casey kind of was dominating uh, yep. when, when they were together. That's when Casey was in their, their streak. And now Casey moved to the Little Illini and Cumberland moved to the Lincoln Prairie. And now roles have kind of switched. Cumberland's been making the playoffs a lot lately. Casey, not as much. Casey with a new coach. Coach Watkins been at Cumberland for years. It's just such an interesting dynamic between two schools and two communities that know each other so well. Right. Yeah. So that should be uh, fun. That should be interesting uh, there. And the game is actually going to be on Friday night. It's going to be Friday night, seven o'clock. So just a normal Friday game. I mean, when they're, you're that close, there's sure. no reason to do it on a Saturday. Just keep this in the back of your mind. Cumberland has faced Casey three times in the playoffs. Casey's won all three games in the playoffs. All three times. Oof, so the Pirates and uh, Warriors do have some history mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I like mm-hmm. to see that uh, for sure. Uh, like I mentioned on the show, uh, FEM and Mount Zion have actually matched up a couple of times in the postseason as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually met up in 2011, and uh, FEM won the regular season matchup. But then Mount Zion turned and won the postseason matchup there. They won 28 to nothing that year in 2011, and they also met in 1983 as well. Uh, I can't see the regular season, how the regular season matchup worked out, but Mount Zion won in blowout fashion. 34 to 8 was the final in the postseason mm. uh, there. So uh, love seeing that. 
the postseason history uh, as we go along mm-hmm. uh, here in the playoffs. So uh, that was just what uh, Cumberland and FEM did. When we uh, come back, we'll talk about what the else happened in week number nine and all the other area matchups. We'll talk about them coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected performance, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Visit prizepicks.com slash play now and use code play now. That's code play now at prizepicks.com slash play now. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Jackie Robinson may have broken the color barrier, but he wasn't the first black baseball star. The players who came before him, including my grandpa, Norman Turkey Stearns, competed in a segregated league. They were denied their rightful place in history. We're going to uncover the stories of the Negro Leagues and the baseball greats you've never heard of. Reclaimed, the Forgotten League. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. And now... The, the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number 14 at Oakland Golf Course from a 101 yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a nine iron, sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot, and it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now... Feel my moment. thunder! <laughs> Come on, man! Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starter lineup. You're on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Charles Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. Let's talk about the rest of the Week 9 scoreboard from around the area. Let's take a look at the Apollo Conference as it was Charleston picking up their 7th win of the season. And they also picked up the win, shutting out Salem from the playoffs. They won 29-13 was the final score there. So Charleston got their 7th win of the season. And They'll be returning to the uh, playoffs mm-hmm. for the first time since 2012. 
there. Awesome for them. Yes, very good for the uh, Trojans, and we'll see how far they make it there. And uh, it was also a Quincy Notre Dame uh, winning over Muhammad Seymour in convincing fashion here. 56-28 to a 28 was the uh, final score. So uh, Quincy was also a step up in competition, almost a 1,000 student difference. And uh, it was uh, Mount Zion, uh, or Mount Zion, uh, Muhammad Seymour's winning streak that they had going on uh, since week two was snapped as well. So they enter the postseason at seven and two. And uh, Quincy, they are undefeated in the regular season at nine and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mattoon, they got the win over Marion, and that shut out Marion from the playoffs because that pushed their record of four and five. And it was Mattoon picking up the win of 43-20. to 20. And it was a rough season there for uh, the Green Wave again. But uh, they prevented back-to-back 1-8 and eight seasons with a 2-7 and seven record that they uh, finished with. Maybe that they'll this will springboard them into uh, next season and carry that over momentum. We saw Charleston. I know they won four yep. games at the end of the season last year. But uh, we'll see if this one uh, springboards. Uh, them uh, Slater Trayer had a, a career night there on senior night uh, for him. Scored like four touchdown pa- four touchdowns, and also had a pick six as well. I believe that I read mm-hmm. there. So uh, Mattoon plays spoiler there for Marion. Uh, Mount Zion, they were all over Breeze Modern Day here. They didn't just win; they blew them out, forty-one to six. It didn't prevent either team from going to the postseason, though. Breeze was six and three on the year, and Mount Zion seven and two. And mm-hmm. obviously, after that loss to FEM, that lit a fire under the Braves. They've come out here and scored forty-one on Seer Night there for the Braves, and and that's who you got, Travis. That's who we got. That's who you got. That's who FEM has in the playoffs. Is the Braves there in Mount Zion? Uh, Taylorville, they uh, clinched a, a playoff berth with a, a win uh, against uh, Bethalto Civic Memorial, and it was 35-9 to was the final score there. So Taylorville, after a couple of rough, rough seasons, back-to-back two and sevens, they're back in the uh, postseason at a 5-4 and a four record. It's their first appearance since 2019, and it's their eighth appearance under Coach Jeb Odom in his 15 seasons there. As we uh, move along here, let's move along to uh, the uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference as uh, Villa Grove. Uh, they come in as one of the hotter teams from around the area as they come in on a five-game winning streak here into the playoffs. And uh, unfortunately, Tri County lost 60 to 20, and that puts Tri County with an 0-9 record. And uh, that's the uh, first time that the uh, Titans. Are 0 and 9, first time since 2002. Wow. It's been the last time they went winless. But uh, Villa Grove put up a 60 spot, and that's five points better than their highest output of the season. So they're really starting to find their groove. And uh, we're going to hear from Coach Wilson on tomorrow's program. But uh, really like where VG is at mm-hmm. coming into the playoffs and clinching back to back seasons of 6 and 3. As well for them. I agree with you. 60 burger on the Titans. It was Nakomis, a 41 to 23 victory over Sagamon Valley, and Nakomis improved to a 5 and 4. So uh, that got them a berth into the postseason as they got that with back to back wins against the Pirates, and then uh, they weathered the storm 
against Sagamon Valley there. And so uh, Sagamon Valley, they haven't been to the playoffs since 2016. And uh, last year, they were 3-6. and six. So another rough year there for Sagamon Valley mm-hmm. as they uh, close out the year 2-7 and seven as well. Um, it was also Arcola. They won in their final game of the season as they won't be making the playoffs as it's 62 to 12 was the final over Cerro Gordo. So the Purple Riders finished four and five under Coach Schneider in his first season there. And look at all the points, Travis, uh, in, I know you haven't finished yet. Let me let you finish first. Uh, and uh, the uh, big one here in the LPC was for the conference title. Mm-hmm. It was on the line, and Arthur comes away with the uh, win, and uh, they also controlled the clock. Sullivan only ran like 30-some plays yeah. in the entire game and uh, whatnot, so Arthur dominating the game, dominating the time of possession. We'll hear from Coach Jefferson as well later in the week, hopefully tomorrow. 42-13 mm-hmm. was the final as uh, they won this one. And, look and at the conference championship. And the conference championship. I guess their first? Probably Second. since 2004. They, they won it last year. Since 2004. Yeah. 2004? It's only their fifth playoff appearance in school mm-hmm. history. So, yeah. uh, congratulations to the Knights, Travis. But uh, you, you talk about a, a weird night. The lopsided scores in the Lincoln Prairie from Friday night. Yeah. Every game, one team scoring 40. And, you know, the most the opponent got was 23, and that was the Sagamon Valley game. But right. other than that, it was lopsided on, on the uh, Lincoln uh, Lincoln Prairie side of things. It was, yeah. So, uh, but uh, the Knights, they'll be, uh, they drew the number one seed, and so uh, they'll be drawing one of those four and five teams that got in to the postseason mm-hmm. this upcoming Saturday uh, for them. In the uh, little line, it was Newton getting the win over Marshall. So uh, Newton picked up uh, their second win of the uh, season, and their only other win was against Alney, and that was an eight-point win over the uh, Tigers. So Newton finishes two and a seven, and they will uh, be their worst season since 2011, and also missing the playoffs in back-to-back years for the first time since 2012-2013, as well. And Marshall. They finished the season one and eight. But they got the one. They got the one, and hopefully they can build on that uh, there. It was the week four victory against Olney was their lone win of the season. Uh, elsewhere, we had uh, some uh, playoff and postseason implications as uh, Casey. Uh, they won this one 35-20, and the Warriors finished 8-1 and one and drew the Pirates into the postseason, but uh, Casey got back on the right track after losing their Week 7 game against Mount Carmel. Uh, but Paris did put up the second-most points on the Warriors this season as Mount Carmel put up 23 in the win. Paris put up 20 in this one for the Tigers. And uh, Paris, they finished at 5-4, and four, and sure enough, on Saturday, that was good enough to get them a postseason berth there. Yep. They were playing good up until they uh, ran into a Casey as they did what they needed to do against Newton, Olney, and Robinson to set themselves up for their fifth win there. And uh, speaking of Robinson and Olney, as Olney, well, they were trying to look for win number one, and they almost got it, but they lost by a single point. Mm. And so Olney gets shut out on the season as they go winless 0-9, first time since 2009. They go 0 and 9 
A lot of nines there. Yep. And uh, so uh, Robinson picks up uh, their third win of the uh, season. I know a couple of years ago they were three and six. Did it differently this time around. Uh, they were playing a little bit better there late in the season. They went 500 uh, ball after starting off 0 and 4 against some tough teams against FEM, Mount Carmel, Casey. All of them made the playoffs that they started off with in their first four weeks uh, there. So uh, Maroons finish with three and six, but only. Mm-hmm. Ah, late score did him in on Friday. Yep, uh, mm. seems to be the tale of the only Tigers this year. <laughs> right, unfortunately so. And the CIC was uh, Nashville. They got this one in convincing fashion over Shelbyville, and we'll have a conversation with Coach Duckett about this game coming up. But uh, Nashville, they clinched with their sixth win of the season, and Shelbyville denied the undefeated regular season. And so they'll finish 8-1 on the regular season. But they are set to host Trenton Wesleyan getting back to the uh, postseason mm-hmm. there. But I'll save the rest for our conversation with Coach Duckett. Uh, Central A&M, uh, they ended on a high note as they uh, won a 29-26 to a over Carthage and Illini West. And uh, the uh, Raiders finished at 4-5 and five on the season. And they also win back-to-back games here to close out the year as well and uh, that also prevented Illini West from going to the postseason as well as they finished four and five on the air. A late score for AM gives them the win in week nine. Uh, Clinton they got their sixth win of the season and they did it in convincing fashion. Forty nine to eight over Pontiac. So Clinton clinched with their sixth victory of the year. Uh, Chester also, uh, they would uh, uh, clinch a playoff berth with their fifth win as they got a, a 33-20 to 20 victory over Warrensburg-Latham. On a Saturday as well, it was Macon Meridian getting their second victory of the season, and they did against Fisher, and this one was a 61-14 to 14 win for the Hawks there. So uh, last year, Meridian was 1-8. This year, they're 2-7, and seven, so they at least got one better, more win. yeah. There, Fisher finished 0 and 9 yeah. there, and well, then nice. also the uh, biggest uh, scoring output for the CIC, the one that everyone was talking about that popped the eyeballs out with the eyeball emojis. <laughs> Tuscola 80 to zero over Oblong. That's right, 80. Mm-hmm. It was 60 to nothing at halftime, and I guess Tuscola just wanted to, you know, convincing fashion that they wanted their fifth win, and they ended up scoring 20 more points. In the second half to make it 80. And at 5-4, and four, they got in. Will we see them on beast mode in the podcast? Stick around to find out. Oh, I would I would think so with 80 points. But, but where at on yeah, beast That's mode. true. Where do they stack up in the state? Uh, and then in the South Central to uh, close things out here, it was uh, Litchfield getting uh, the uh, win as Vandalia had a late comeback as uh, Van- or Litchfield was in well control of this game at one point. It was like 31-6 to six at one point. Uh, but uh, Litchfield, uh, they improved to a 6-3, and three, so they clinched a playoff berth, and uh, they are going to be going to the playoffs for the first time since 2005, mm. getting a little streak there for them. And Vandalia, we already knew that they were going to go to the playoffs, but uh, they're going back there Stumbling for the seventh in. year in a row. And, yeah, maybe not as flying high as they – uh, were their two-game uh, mini 
uh, run that they had is over. Because of the loss on Friday night, they have to head on the road right, exactly. for the postseason. They thought yep. they were going to be hosting something. Mm-hmm. Yep, now they got to go on the road uh, there. Uh, Pena, they got, they got their sixth win, and uh, they got this one a 19-13 uh, win over Staunton. And uh, they are Panthers are 6-3. and three. Uh, Staunton finished the year 3-6. and six. They were 1-8 and eight a year ago, so a little bit of an improvement. Uh, they're picking up a couple extra wins. And Pena, they draw Nashville in the playoffs, a team that's flying high after beating Shelbyville. And mm-hmm. I did look it up that Nashville and Pena do have history in the uh, postseason. Nashville has won against Pena in the quarterfinals a couple of times uh, recently. There, Carlinville, uh, their streak it continues. Twenty twenty, notwithstanding, uh, they are six and three on the season after winning forty four to six over Gillespie. And uh, Gillespie, unfortunately, gets shut out on the season. They went zero and nine for uh, them. And did I have a note that last win the season was in twenty fourteen mm. for them? So, uh, but uh, Carlinville, their playoff streak now is like I mentioned on Saturday. Old enough to drive. That's right. 16 years old there. Uh, Greenville, they finish out the season, uh, regular season undefeated, 9-0 and as they got that one with a 48-20 win over North Mac. And uh, North Mac, tough season for them under a new head coach. They go from 8-2 and to 1-8 and on the season. So they flipped their records basically there. They won in week two against Gillespie, and that was it. So, hmm. Rough season there for the uh, Panthers. Uh, Piasala, they got the win over Hillsboro, 35-7, and that got Piasala their uh, fifth win. So uh, they clinched a playoff berth there, and they've come in strong. Their only loss in the last part of the season, the last four weeks, was against Greenville. Of course, they're undefeated, so nothing to uh, hang your head about there. They did what they needed to do here to get in the uh, postseason, and we'll look later on in the week and preview the playoff matchups and see if it'll be a short stay mm-hmm. for the birds or if they're going to fly south for the winter, whatnot. So uh, there's a look. I, like I close the book. Better, by the way. Yeah, there you go. And that closes the book on week number nine. Now we start the new season, the second season. Mm-hmm. Everybody o and o, and a first round of the playoffs coming up on Friday and Saturday. But uh, let's uh, continue to roll on here and let's uh, take a look at some local sports that didn't involve a football this past weekend. So we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the Start Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Dale Diesel has been providing collision repair in the trucking industry 
for the past 15 years and has recently expanded into the automotive collision industry as Ruhal Autobody. The staff at Ruhal Autobody has many years of experience in the automotive collision industry and has the knowledge to repair your vehicle to pre-accident condition each and every time. Ruhal Autobody is located in the former Rick Meyer Autobody location between Thetopolis and Effingham on Route 40. Call Jake Ruhal at 217-857-6150. Ruhal Autobody, where you are driving home their reputation. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Score all the action this football season with great deals from Vivid Seats. From college games to NFL, there's nothing like seeing every block blitz and big play of your favorite team live. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. From first down to final whistle, Vivid Seats has a great selection for all the 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN ebay motors is here for the ride so minivans sedans jdms roll out go ahead feel your engine admire that perfectly installed exhaust your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love and with ebay motors you get over 122 million parts to keep it running and with ebay guaranteed fit they'll be the perfect fit every time plus at these prices well we're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply and now, the starting lineup. Eric Fry Sports Center updates the Colts are in Minnesota on Saturday night to take on the Vikings in their second preseason game. You can hear that on our sister station, 109. Oh, 1090 AM WCRA. <laughs> oh I was still goodness. right. It just sounded bad. On 98.9, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues rallied past the Pittsburgh Penguins with two second-period goals during a 4-2 win at Enterprise Center on Saturday. Blues are tied for fifth in the Central Division with nine points at a 2-1-1 record. St. Louis visits Winnipeg tomorrow night. St. Louis City SC closed out their inaugural MLS season with a 2-0 loss to Seattle Sounders at City Park on Saturday. St. Louis gave up a pair of first-half goals in the losing effort, including an own goal by Tim Parker. City plays their first postseason match on Sunday. Their opponent will be determined later this week. The Blackhawks gave up three goals in the third period of their 5-3 loss to the Vegas Golden Knights at United Center on Saturday. Game was tied entering the final frame before the Knights rallied for three goals. Connor Bedard scored his second career goal, while Corey Perry and Reese Johnson also lit lamp. Blackhawks will host the Bruins tomorrow night. The Bulls open up the regular season with a game against the Oklahoma Thunder on Wednesday. The Bulls are trying to get back to the playoffs after falling short in the play-in rounds last year. Chicago went 40-42 and last year, and they're bringing back most of last season's team. Torrey Craig was added in free agency, and Vucevic was given a contract extension during an otherwise quiet offseason. 
And the start of the NBA regular season right around the corner as the Pacers are getting ready to open at home. They're slated to host Washington Wizards on Wednesday night at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Both teams finished last year short of the play-in tournament. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry with the Sports on our reads there. So, when's the NBA season start again? Tuesday, and we'll have uh, Lakers and Nuggets on 98.9 the game. Like tomorrow? Like tomorrow. Oh, well, happy opening night then tomorrow. Is we'll have tomorrow? to do our preview then. I don't know. This is not... Spoiler alert, the NBA is not my expertise. At least not until, you know, the, the finals. Then we, we kind of talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Unless the Bulls do good. Then I'll try to bring it up every once in a while. Right. Yes, it is tomorrow. And depending on who wins game six tonight, you may or may not be able to hear it right here on 98.9 The Game. Right. Yeah. We got to wait to see the results. Yeah. Because if there's a game seven, we will definitely be here in game seven. Sure. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at some uh, local sports that happen on uh, Friday and uh, that are going to happen today as well that doesn't involve uh, football on a Friday there was a big soccer match there for the uh, sectional semifinals in Williamsville as Tetopolis picked up the win and they did it in dramatic fashion again uh, they were uh, tied 2-2 two to two going into penalty kicks and overtimes and whatnot and uh, Tetopolis ended up winning in, uh, in PKs there and uh, they won this one 3-2 to two over Pleasant Plains so They'll be playing for a sectional championship tomorrow night against Williamsville there. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I saw the saw some videos and it uh, looked like quite a crowd there for mm-hmm. uh, the shoes and whatnot. Always so, a good thing when you get good turnout. Right, yeah, especially for, you know, soccer. Yep. You kind of expect that for basketball or whatnot, right. for especially it's topless. But. And speaking of topless, Travis, before you move on, I did want to pass along that uh, uh, Topless High School Boys Basketball Gold Seat tickets go on sale starting October 30th from November 3rd from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the high school office. Yeah, there you go. Be aware of that. Basketball season right around the corner. Get your gold tickets. It is, yeah. Uh, And then uh, we had in uh, Class uh, 2A here, we had Muhammad Seymour in the regional championship against uh, Champaign Centennial there at their home place, and Muhammad ended up winning their regional championship 3-1. to So they advance on to uh, sectionals later on this week. And in the uh, Champaign uh, Central regional championship is Champaign Central getting the win over Mount Zion 3-1 to uh, there. We also had some uh, tennis at uh, State there and have some news and notes from that that um on saturday at least in the consolation semifinals there it was uh, olivia Hemmen and anna probst for its falling there but uh Tsitopoulos making some uh, school history there for the first time in program history all six competitors who competed in sectionals qualified for the state tournament and Hemmen and probst both placed in the top eight doubles team in the state making it all the way to the consolation semifinals before being eliminated their losses were to the number two seed and a three and four seeds as well and as a team the lady shoes tied for 10th place in the state which is the best ever finish for the team in Topless school history therefore competing at the state level uh, there and we also had some uh, cross-country regionals action as well and you can head over to uh, the uh, website and uh, see a complete list of the uh, qualifiers and uh, the uh, teams that advanced on to uh, sectionals as we had uh, like five or six 
uh, maybe seven uh, regionals that were involving with local teams and local athletes advancing on to the uh, sectionals uh, next to Saturday uh, there for cross-country uh, postseason action for you. And uh, the schedule for tonight in volleyball, the postseason begins underway for them in Class 1A in the St. Elmo Regional. It's the ninth seed Altamont. They'll take on the host school, the 10th seed St. Elmo Brownstown, and that will be at 6 o'clock. In the Casey Westfield Regional, it's the seventh seed at Casey taking on the 10th seed Tri-County at 6 o'clock as well. Okaw Valley Regional gets underway. The 8th seed Okaw Valley gets the ninth seed at Dietrich at 6 p.m. In the South Fork Regional, the 8th seed Armstrong takes on the ninth seed at Salt Fork at 6 o'clock. The Leroy Regional, 6A Argenta against the 10th seed Fisher at 6 p.m. In a 2A, in the Vandalia Regional, you got two games tonight. The 8-seed Litchfield against the 10-seed Greenville at 6 p.m. 6-seed Pena follows that against the 11-seed Vandalia at 7. East Aldenwood River Regional, it's the 7-seed host school. East Aldenwood River against the 9-seed Gillespie at 6 p.m. 5-seed All Marquette against the 12-seed Piasaw at 7. North Mac Regional, and this is actually going to take place at the North Mac Middle School. 7th seed of Pittsville at the 10th seed North Mac at 6 p.m. Clinton Regional, the 8th seed Stanford Olympia against the 11th seed Maroa. And then following that at 7, the uh, Deer Creek, the 6th seed against the 12th seed of Clinton at 7. Westville Regional, 7th seed of Fifty and Oakwood against the 9th seed Ala at 6 p.m. 6th seed Paris against the 10th seed Sullivan at 7 Lawrenceville Regional, the 8th seed Lawrenceville against the 9th seed Cumberland at 6 p.m. 6th seed Newton against the 10th seed Marshall, 7 p.m. And Hamilton County Regional, the 7th seed Teutopolis against the 11th seed Flora at 6 p.m. Tolono Unity Regional, 7th seed Warrensburg-Latham against the 9th seed Tolono Unity at 6. And then at 7 o'clock, 5 seed Monticello against the 10th seed Macon Meridian. And finally, the Class 3A FEM Regional gets underway with a little Coles County clash in regional action. 7th seed Charleston against the 8th seed Mattoon at 6 p.m. there at the high school. So volleyball postseason getting underway tonight all across the area. And uh, make sure to stay tuned to the website. We'll have results of those um, and posted for you tomorrow morning for those. All right, uh, so we are up against the clock, and uh, coming back, we'll be uh, getting you the uh, top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend to uh, close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. <laughs> What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass. Eyes waiting. Started to wander. Metamorphosis. Philosophy without choice. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Leave low yields in the dust and never look back. Rev up your return on investment with Syngenta. Our innovative portfolio of crop protection products outperforms and outyields any deal, giving you higher yield 
and profit potential at the finish line. Syngenta, where better yield is the better deal. Always read and follow label instructions. All right, let's see here. Acuron Corn Herbicide. Powerful weed control? Check. Long-lasting residual? Check. Proven crop safety? Check. Acuron checks all the boxes, which is why it outperforms and outyields all other corn herbicides by 5 to 15 bushels an acre. Talk to your local Syngenta retailer or visit findmorebushels.com to discover your revenue potential today. Always read and follow label instructions. Acuron is a restricted-use pesticide. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Oh, wow. Keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click, so you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly, 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. To Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, Stardom lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. We're only here on 98.9. We're just a uh, smidge a bit longer. Continue things in the uh, podcast, though. We got more stuff to talk about with football. How do you like me now? Beast mode. Pick them to recap, as well as some NASCAR to uh, recap as well. Coach Duckett from uh, Shelbyville. And we got to talk about the uh, baseball games that happened as well. But to close things out here on the Treasure Show, we need to get you the top three, top three moments from the sports weekend. So let's go. And now it's time for the top three. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend in no particular order. But I'll start off with my number three. And uh, that was... Taylor Swift in attendance yesterday in the booth with the Chiefs winning against the Chargers. And Travis actually does quite well when T-Swift is in attendance. But it was the celebration that Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes have. They have their own little handshake after mm, See after uh, touchdowns. I saw she was also wearing a bracelet that had she was. 87 on it. Yeah. So. They were holding hands afterwards, uh, leaving uh, leaving Arrowhead. New record upcoming from Taylor Swift. Get ready. It's, it's love. New CD coming out in a year. Coming out soon. Uh, my number one, Travis, and this is me patting ourselves on the back. Our playoff show on Saturday. It was fun. It was entertaining. 
and we got the playoff brackets, and we made predictions that now that I've listened back, mine were pretty awful. So I will be revising my predictions by the time we get to the first <laughs> games. But great stuff on Saturday. Go download it at FGAMRadio.com. Yeah, definitely encourage you to uh, check it out there. Or I, subscribe, and it'll automatically download right. for you. Maybe we shouldn't hold it against you. It was past your bedtime. It, it very much was. So maybe was that was one of those ones with a little yeah. loopy. Yep. They're ain't on a sugar high from the cupcakes. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> hey, cupcake. I only had one that night. <laughs> that night. Maybe. That night. Uh, then my number two moment from the weekend was on Saturday, and that was the Michigan-Michigan State game. Doesn't all have to be great, as we said. Michigan State, they didn't score in the entire game, but who knew that Michigan State putting up a zero wasn't the worst thing that they put up on the scoreboard that day. Yeah, I read about that. That's all that needs to be said about that. Who thought that was a good idea? Speaking of top three not being a good thing, Travis, the Illini being the Illini. Uh, No. The Illini being the Illini. Mm, No. We don't talk about that. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Again, our therapy session. Nothing needs to be said. Much like yours. Uh, then my number one moment from the uh, sports weekend was uh, finally we have some exciting baseball in the postseason. Uh, the Rangers and Houston games, not only on a Friday with uh, drama with uh, Garcia, Aldis Garcia, and everything that that entailed with Abreu and getting hit and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then also uh, last night's game with Garcia hitting that grand slam uh, there to uh, force a game seven as well. So uh, finally some exciting postseason in. The Diamondbacks-Phillies game on Friday wasn't bad either. My number one, Travis, is that there is a new statue going outside of Soldier Field for the new quarterback of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Love the kid. Can't pronounce his name. Not going to try. Quarterback of the future, though. Yeah. Yeah. Tried you said it, not me. Bajan. He's the guy. (laughs) Maybe so. Trade Justin Fields. Get him out of here. Yesterday's news. (laughs) This guy, this kid. I'll talk more in the pod why. But he is the future of the Chicago Bears at quarterback. Fields out. <laughs> Get him out of here. Fields out. Bajan in. <laughs> Let's go. In Chicago. Yes. So uh, we'll Get continue. Get that statue things. ready there. Yep. We're gonna start I mean, they're it. leaving Soldier Field anyways. Might as well put a statue up before they go. Right. With the, and they'll put it up in the new state, outside of the new stadium. Well, we uh, still don't know where that's going to be. Yeah. With Arlington Heights or wherever. All right, so we'll continue things in the uh, podcast with the NFL and everything else that we have to uh, talk about. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a Carlin versus a Joe. And uh, later on this afternoon, we got uh, baseball game six of the NLCS and game seven of the ALCS coming at you later on today. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Suzuki the call. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back in and welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Still got lots left to uh, talk about here. Still got to clean up some uh, stuff from uh, high school football. Got Coach Duckett from the Shelbyville Rams on the on the way. We also got How Do You Like Me Now, Beast Mode for Week 9 as well. And got to hit up on uh, some MLB playoffs and some NFL 
action from yesterday and recap pickums. Got a recap football pickum and we got NASCAR pickum to uh, go through as well really quickly and uh, then entertainment recap possibly. Mm, sure. <laughs> so I figured that up over there earlier and so we'll recap that as well. And football beast yep. mode. Yep, we got it all. All coming up. How you like me now? And our season beast, Travis. Ah, season beast. Yes. Very good. Yes. But before we get into that, is there anything on sports in there that you wanted to hit on? Uh, sure. A couple national things we'll just hit on very briefly. Uh, the Padres gave Bob Melvin permission to interview with the Giants. So, hmm. there you go. Yep, Giants searching for a new manager. Yep, looks like they may be going to uh, San Diego's uh, current manager. Only yeah. got one year left on his contract. Mm. Uh, Cam Rising has been shut down for the season. Yes. So, uh, recovering from a torn ACL, MCL, meniscus, and MPFL that he suffered during last year's Rose Bowl. So, Rose Bowl. So he will not play this year. Mm. Done. Uh, the Grizzlies are going to be without their starting center for the rest of the year. As the team announced on Sunday that Steven Adams is undergoing season-ending surgery on his right knee. Hmm. Man, mm-hmm. that's tough. Yep, yep. Uh, according to ESPN, Washington Wizards have signed forward Denny Avdiu to a four-year, $55 million extension. <laughs> Who? He is part of the 2020 draft class. Coming off mm-hmm. season in which he averaged 99.2 points, 64 rebounds, and 28 assists over 78 games. Mm-hmm. 2.8 assists, not 28 assists. First I almost said he averaged 92 points a game, too. So. I was going to say, it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty pretty good player that I've never heard of. <laughs> never heard of, yes. Um, and Connor McDavid's going to miss one to two weeks. One to two weeks. Yep. Mm. After getting injured in Saturday's overtime loss to the Jets. Hmm. Well, there you go. That's unfortunate. There you go. There you go. All right. So uh, let's uh, get to uh, some uh, more high school stuff here. High school football. And uh, let's go to How Do You Like Me Now? How You Like Me Now? How do you like me now for week number nine? Last week of the regular season. And uh, how do you like me now? Uh, the uh, regular season uh, finale. I mentioned it. We mentioned it on uh, Saturday, but I got a shout out to the former Apollo team, and that's uh, Lincoln. And uh, Lincoln making the playoffs for the first time since 1984. You know, they lost on uh, Friday, but. They got it to a 5-4 and four record, so they're back in the postseason for the first time since 1984, and only their second playoff appearance ever. The only other time they made it was in 75-76. So last time they made it, they made it all the way to the second round. Fortunately, they got the number one overall seed. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Lincoln, how do you like us now? We're back in the playoffs party like it's 1985. Throw on that Bruce Springsteen's record, Born in the USA, which was released in 84. Also, Purple Rain, 
was released in 84 mm. as well. So, and Ronald Reagan was voted president. Nice. In 84. So, and Wendy's wondered, where's the beef as well? Oh, famous. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's Lincoln? We're in the postseason. How do you like me now? Ah. It's like 39 years or something. My how do you like me now, Travis, uh, for this week. I'm going with a team that did not make the playoffs. I'm going with mm-hmm. a team that didn't really have a great season. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with a team that got an upset win on Friday night that knocked someone else out of the postseason, and that is the Matt Toon Green Wave. Yeah. On senior night, no one, I'm sure, gave them a shot against Marion. Marion was probably already figuring out who they were going to be playing in the postseason, and mm-hmm. Matt Toon stopped that by giving them their fifth loss of the season in a game that Matt Toon had no real reason to win and came out and won convincingly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. hey, let me now, Matt Toon. Yeah, Not a lot to, to celebrate in that program this year, so we'll celebrate senior night and Matt Toon getting a win over Marion. Right. Yeah, so big time win there in the regular season by the, finale there. By the way, I just want to point out that Travis has used Lincoln twice now and how you like me now. Ah, well. <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. We'll let it go. Um... I mean, yeah, I just didn't know it was a rule that we couldn't use the team twice. No, that's just my own personal rule. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to follow it. You don't have to. Gotcha. I was definitely trying not to use them in consecutive weeks. You didn't do that. Nope, so, you had them week six. Yeah, well, there you go. But, hey, when you when you break a streak that's 39 years old. I agree. I agree. You got to gotta do it. Yep, yep, yep. So, that's what they did. All right, so uh, let's uh, move on here, and uh, let's uh, move on to uh, some uh, Beast Mode action. I'm on Beast Mode. Beast mode uh, for week nine. Yes. And looking at the season as a whole. Yes. So we'll start with week nine, Travis. Uh-huh. Uh, 53 teams on beast mode this week. That's 50 points or more. We'll start with the local teams. Macon over Fisher, 61 to 14. Villagrove over Tri-County, 60 to 20. Highland over St. Teresa, 60 to 27. Roxana over Alton Marquette, 52 to 14. Quincy over Muhammad, 56-33. Nashville over Shelbyville, 54 to 20. Arcola over Saragordo 62 to 12, and Effingham over Centralia 61 to 34. Ah. Top five in the state. Mm-hmm. Milledgeville over Bushnell Prairie City 72 to 12. Oof. Carbondale over Mascuda 72 to 54. Hmm. 72 to 54. You put up 50 points, Travis. You should win. Yeah, you would think. Uh, Springfield over Lamphere 73 to nothing. Ooh. Seneca over St. Beattie, 79 to 35. Hmm. And the top beast of the week, Tuscola over Oblong, ah. 80 to nothing. There you go. I knew that was going to be hard yes. to beat. So let's look at for the season. Uh huh. So I started just kind of by looking at our local conferences and who scored the most points for the whole season out of our local conferences. Mm-hmm. So in the Apollo Conference, Travis, it was Muhammad. Muhammad put up the most points this season, 336 yeah. points. Wow. Muhammad put up this year. Uh, Central Illinois Conference. Mm-hmm. Any any guesses? You want to take a guess? 
Central Illinois. Yep. Uh, Shelbyville. No, it would be Tuscola. Tuscola had 375 points this year. Mm. Beat out uh, Shelbyville. Just by a little bit, but they did. Mm. Uh, Lincoln Prairie. Uh, I would guess Sullivan. It was Arthur by two points. Darn it. Two points over Sullivan. I thought Arthur was the obvious answer. Yep. So. yep. Uh, Little Lanai. Uh, uh, Mount Carmel. Yes, 369 points for Mount Carmel. South Central. Greenville. Yes, Greenville, 326 points. Now we're going to top in the state, Travis. Uh, mm -hmm. We will start with Roxana. They're not top of the state, but just they were undefeated. 416 sure. points. Wow. That's a lot of points. That is. Um, then next up, we are going to look at Milledgeville, Travis, which is eight-man football. Oh, nice. Eight-man action. 464 points. Oof. That's the top eight-man football program was Milledgeville this year. Yeah, that's great. Uh, next up, we have Antioch. Uh-huh. 472. Mm. Then Rochester with 474 points this year. Yeah. Then we have Peoria with 496. Mm. And the top beast of the season, Travis. Yep. The Byron Tigers. 537 points. Wow. 537. They missed out on beast mode the last couple of weeks, but they still put up 40-plus in yeah. both those weeks. Yep, but, man, from about it's, uh, week six and one through six. Yep. They were really. Oh, yeah. One of the points, including a couple of 70s. Yep. I saw Oof. some experts saying they're not the favorites in 3A, and I laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you can not pick them to be the favorites in 3A. But have they been challenged? No, they have not. Yeah, they have. Stillman Valley's a playoff team. They beat uh, them Dixon, handedly. Dixon, I guess. Dixon's a playoff team. They beat them handedly. Dixon's 8-1. and one. Yeah. And they beat them pretty easily. 49-6. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. I don't know how they, they wouldn't be the favorites. Well. I, I think uh, I'm not gonna go into say stuff I don't I don't know for sure so ah uh, okay I I think it's a, a fact of one of those inside Chicago area teams that doesn't have a great record but face higher competition kind of oh, things right. yeah I think the the team that everyone was picking is like six and three but they face like a bunch of like six and seven a teams right so people are saying oh they're overlooking their competition. Mm, maybe. Maybe. We'll have to see. I guess we'll have to see what happens yep. in the north. Part in 3A. All right. Alrighty. Do you want to do overreactions? Oh, I completely forgot about overreactions well, as well. Well, I don't have any week nine overreactions. Okay. But I have a recap of my year in overreactions. <laughs> All right. This will be good. So thus far on overreactions, Travis, Uh huh. we have... 21 dubs. 21. We have 21 overreactions that ended up being correct. Well, I'm glad over the course of a season that you got 21 things right. I had 14 wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's seven still left to be undecided. Oh. Huh. Okay. So. That was probably because you selected that this team would go farther than yes, anyone in yes, the playoffs? Yes. Yes. So let's, let's, do you, you want to go through a recap? Yeah, let's go through them. Okay. 
Week one, Travis, I said Charleston will make the playoffs and contend for the conference. One half, that was right, yeah. Well, they contended. I didn't say they were going to win. No, yeah, you're right. I said the Lincoln Prayer will have five teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They did. In fact, I think they had six. Well. Travis going to pull it up here. Just pull it up. To Drum roll. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Ah, right on the money. Right on that. the nose. On week one. That's impressive. I said week one, Newton would miss the playoffs. You did, and they did. And they did. That's a That's a win. I had that the Central Illinois Conference is the weakest in the area. Hmm. I mean, they only had three playoff teams. I, I think that's still – but they did have less playoff teams, um, less teams in their conference, I should say. They do. I, I mean, think the little line the is going to – I think the little line I would give them a run for their money. Yeah. Yeah. Four teams from the LAC. They had more teams to pick from. And the worst in the little line I think is – a lot worse than the worst in the Central Illinois. Yeah. And the final one I had, Travis, was I had North Max going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, they did. So man. that's a clean sweep week one. I should have stopped. Oh, yeah, you were right on right on the money with yep. those. Week two, uh, I said Apollo might be the strongest conference. And, hey, look at that. I, I think they were pretty strong. Five out of the six, out in, of the the six playoffs. in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I said Sullivan's the best team in the Lincoln Prairie. That was wrong. Because they lost to Arthur. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Arthur is the best team. I put neither Newton or Olney or St. Teresa will make the playoffs. All of them was correct. I put Casey should finish second in the Little Illini. Yep, and they did. The one I'm still waiting on for week two is I put Shelbyville might be busy on Black Friday. So, Ooh. we're, we're <laughs> that one was a bold one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Week three. Week three, we started our downhill slide. So I put the Apollo will have four playoff teams. They ended up having more at yeah, five. Five. I put that the winner of North Mac versus Greenville will make the playoffs and the loser will be eliminated. Technically, I was correct there. <laughs> the winner of that game was Greenville, who was 9-0. and And yeah. North Mac, they were 1-6 and six and they missed the playoffs. So Yeah, technically you're technically right. Technically, I was right on that one. Yeah. Um, Central Illinois will only have two playoff teams. Nope, they had three. Mm-hmm. Missed that one. Yep. Casey will win the Little Illini. Nah, missed that one by a game. Nope. And then I also had that Sullivan will be eliminated by the second round. Ooh. So I'm still waiting on that oh, one. I'm still waiting. Week four. Week four, we had that Arthur will win the Lincoln Prairie. And sure enough, they did. Arcola's going to miss the playoffs. They did. Casey will not win the Little Illini. Just one week after <laughs> I said they were going to. <laughs> That's funny how you flip-flops. You like that? Yeah. Uh, I had Pena will go undefeated. That, that one didn't turn out so no. well. Shelbyville will be the only CIC playoff team. No, that one didn't work out well either. No. Taylorville will miss the postseason. I still contend that if there were more five-win teams, Taylorville would be on the outside. Possibly, yeah. But, but they, they didn't. They, they didn't. Made it. Uh, week five, Muhammad versus Mount Zion will be game of the year. No. I was like 26 to 7. Yeah, not even like the best in the Apollo. That was probably FEM Mount Zion. Right. It'd be right up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Clinton will make the postseason as the only other CIC team besides Shelbyville. (laughs) Nope. Thanks, Tuscola. You ruined that one. Yeah, Tuscola got that. Yep. Um, Only three teams from the Lincoln Prairie will make the postseason. Nope. Missed that one. (laughs) No. 
KZ defense is better than the Mount Carmel offense. I still contend that that is true because they held Mount Carmel the least amount of points all season. Yeah. So, Greenville is for real. They are. Got, got that one. They're right. in the table. Uh, week six, Effingham will make the playoffs. Hey, they did. CIC will have three teams in the playoffs. Two of them will not be Central A&M or Tuscola. <laughs> Thanks, Tuscola. Oh, no. Tuscola did. Villa Grove and Argenta could both make the playoffs. Thanks, Argenta. Yeah, Villa Grove did. Week six only will go winless. Yep, you got that. Greenville will win the South Central and might go undefeated. Yeah. Nice prediction with only three or four <laughs> games left. Uh, week seven, Villa Grove will be the fourth playoff team from the LPC. They finished fourth in the standings, Travis, so I will say I hit that one dead on. Yeah, you got that. Uh, we're still waiting on Mount Zion. We'll go the furthest of the Apollo schools in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if that comes to fruition yes. on Saturday. Uh, Clinton will win a playoff game. Ooh, they got Sullivan, didn't they? They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. Casey will go further in the playoffs than Mount Carmel, which Ooh. that means Casey has to beat Cumberland on right, Friday. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Greenville will make it to the third round. Ooh. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, you said beneficial that they went 3A. Third round. I have to win against Fairfield, uh, either Stanford, Olympia, or Litchfield. Uh, they would face Roxanne or St. Joe, you'd think. Yeah, I, I said I said make it to the third round. So, yeah, uh, I think I think that's possible. It's doable. Possible. Yeah. Taylorville will miss the playoffs. This is week eight. Taylorville <laughs> will miss the playoffs. Nope. Nope. Tuscola will make the playoffs. Got that one. Yep. Argento will make the playoffs. Nope. Only will go winless. <laughs> yes. Cumberland will miss the playoffs. Nope, they made it. And Pena will exit in the first round. That's possible. Still waiting on that one. So Still waiting. Overall, Travis, I was pretty proud of some of those. Yeah. You hit, hit your marks. It started off great, and it kind of went downhill, as, yeah. as is the trajectory of my career. And his overreactions go flip-flop. Yep. So. Yep. Hey, that's how, you, that's how overreactions are done. Yeah. That's how you do it. Hey, one team impresses one week, and then the next week they look absolutely awful. So. <laughs> That's what happens sometimes. Yep. But there you go. Those are overreactions. All right. Those were good. And uh, let's take a look at some uh, other stuff. Pick them. Let's yes. recap. Pick them. Football pick them for week nine. And we had a super size week nine edition. Yes. We picked all the games that involved playoff implications or conference implications. Yep. And somehow we have more games next week somehow. But we'll talk right about that the playoffs. next week. Yes. Um, so we'll start with the games that weren't high school related. Uh-huh. Wisconsin at Illinois. Wisconsin minus two and a half. Travis picked Illinois. I picked Wisconsin. Travis takes the L. It looked good. I took the dub. Looked good for a while. And then here we go. Uh, Raiders at Bears, Browns at Colts, Lions at Ravens. We all went Raiders, Browns, Lions. We all took L's. Um, can I protest the Raiders one? Sure. Uh, when we picked that one, I didn't know that Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be out. Huh, too bad. So if I would have known he would have been not playing in the game, I would have picked the Bears. 
No. So it's on record of saying the Raiders. I'm gonna hold that one. For I, w- I thought you were gonna argue the Colts game because of the awful call at the end. Ah, uh, yeah, they had a awful call. I could also protest the Illinois one for an awful call as no. well. Yeah. So. All right, let's get into high school. Let's get into it. Okay, Carlisle. Uh, do you have the uh, the results pulled up? Results. Oh. Yes, for high school. I don't have the results written down. I just have our predictions. Yeah, I have. Have it. I can pull it up. Okay. All right. Because there's a lot of them here. I can't remember all of them. Well, why not? Because <sighs> I just. All right. All right. Uh, the first one isn't even on our website. Uh, Carlisle at Red Hill. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> Red Hill won. And I looked it up earlier. Travis had 21 to 14. And I had 22 to 21. Red Hill won. So we each get a point for that. And then I have plus two because it was more than 22. But, yeah. Uh, Red Hill won 31 to 22. Okay, so I got two points in that one. Effingham at Centralia. We both picked Effingham. I went one nothing trying to play the game. Travis went 31 to 14. Travis gets two points on that one. Yes. Taylorville at Bethalto. Travis went Taylorville 29-7. I went Taylorville 28-14. Travis gets two points on that one because Taylorville won. Clinton at Pontiac. Travis said Clinton 35-20. I said Clinton 36-20. Clinton won by more than 36. It's 49-6. Yep. 49-8. Oblong at Tuscola. Travis went Tuscola 50-6. I said there's no way. I actually went first and picked picked Tuscola 49-7. Travis gets two points because he went to 50. And it was 80. It was Yeah, yeah, they covered. Uh, Argenta at Cumberland. Travis picked Argenta. I picked Cumberland. So give me two points on that one. I said it would be 28-26. So. Yep, it was 40 nothing. Yep. Uh, Sullivan at Arthur. Travis picked Arthur. 35-30. I picked Sullivan. Travis gets two points. 42-13. Yep, two points for Travis. Nokomis at Sangamon Valley. Travis picked Nokomis 1-0. I picked Nokomis 35-10. It was? 41-23. Two points for me on that one. One point for Travis. Villa Grove at Tri-County. Travis went Villa Grove 40-14. I went Villa Grove 41-6. 60-18. Two points for me. One point for Travis. Casey at Paris. Travis went Casey 22-6. I went Casey 21-6. And it was 35-20 KZ. Two points for Travis. Lawrenceville at Mount Carmel. Travis said Mount Carmel 34-27. I said Mount Carmel 35-30. 49-20 Mount Carmel. Two points for Eric. Uh, Gillespie at Carlinville. Travis said Carlinville 37-13. I said Carlinville 36-12. Travis? 44-6 Carlinville. Two points for Travis. Mm-hmm. Litchfield at Vandalia. Travis went Litchfield 22 to 20. I went Vandalia. Litchfield won. Score was 38-34. Litchfield. Two, two points for Travis. In the one that irks me the most, Travis, Pena at Staunton. I said Pena <laughs> 30 to 21. Travis said Pena won nothing. Yep, and Pena 19 to 13. <laughs> so Travis gets two points by playing one nothing. Yes. I get a point for at least picking the right win- winner. Hillsborough at Piasaw. Travis said Piasaw 28-20. I said Hillsborough. 
It was Piasaw. Travis score? 35-7. Two points for Travis. And Muhammad at Quincy Senior. Travis went Quincy 30-28. I said Muhammad. Quincy won. 56-28. Plus two points for Travis. So where does that leave us, Travis? Where does that leave us? After all of that. After all those points. Travis has 72 points. (laughs) 72, all right. I have 60 points. No. So Travis has opened it up. It was Damn. six. It's now up to 12. <laughs> but I'm going to get you off your high horse, Travis. Uh, okay. Because if you were perfect, you'd have 171. And you have 72. Wow. So you're 99 points away from being perfect. Being perfect. Yeah. Eh. Well, we all fall short. Well. Record-wise, Travis, you are at 47 and 28. Mm-hmm. I am at 49 and 26. Ooh. So you gained a couple on me there. I was up four. So you gained you gained two. But if we were both perfect, we'd be 75 and 0. Ah, uh, yeah. <coughs> Not happening. No. So we'll pick this week. There is no Illinois game. Yes. Bye week we have for a the bye Illini. week. Thank goodness. Uh, we will not be airing college football either. So we'll have Bears, Colts. And uh, the NFL game that we will be airing on Sunday. No, we won't. We won't be airing an NFL game either because we have uh, Illinois basketball on Sunday. So we'll just have Bears and Colts and then all the high school games. Hmm. There you go. And we'll have a lot of high school games too. Yep. Maui Strong Sunday. That's right. The uh, scrimmage or practice yeah. or exhibition, whatever we're calling Glorified. it. Glorified. For, for Maui. That's, that's what we're doing it for. With the return of Bill Self to Champagne, only way he could come back was for a charity. Also, our our friend Hunter Dickerson, yep, is there as well. But it's for so, a good cause, so you can't get mad. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna we're gonna win against Hunter for charity. Yes. So and it not matter. And Hunter's probably gonna play. Oh, like two it seconds. matters. Oh, it matters. We gotta be Coach Self, and we gotta be Hunter one more time because he can't. He can't beat Illinois. Hasn't done it in his career, and it won't happen again on Sunday. But if he does win, Travis will say it's an exhibition and yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. count. Yeah. Exactly. But if, if Illinois wins, then it definitely counts. You get it. 100% <laughs> correct. Yep. yep. All right, before we move on from uh, uh, high school related, let's get to uh, Coach Duckett from the uh, Shelbyville Rams talk about that a tough loss that they had. They're on a Friday to uh, a evade their undefeated regular season, uh, but still a strong draw in the postseason. And uh, talk about that coming up here with Coach Duckett right now. Shiva Sparks here joining us on the uh, starting lineup is uh, Coach Duckett from the uh, Shelbyville Rams. And how's it going for you today, Coach? Doing well. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for coming on. And we don't have too many of these conversations after losses as of late. And uh, you got one there at the very end here of the regular season. And you guys fall to 8-1 and one on the regular season. But uh, you guys lost to uh, Nashville on a Friday night. It was 54-20 to 20 was the uh, final score. So it was a rough outing there on Friday night. Yeah, it was a really tough team. Uh, they, they were... Uh... Uh, really, really on fire on that game, and we we came out really flat, and uh, they just things just kind of started rolling on us. Once uh, once they they scored and got a couple stops on us, and you know we gave up some big plays, and uh, just you know just one of those games just 
did not go our way at all, and uh, they played great, and we played not good, and that's what's going to happen when you're playing good teams. Right, yeah, and uh, what were some of the positives that you took away from uh, Friday night from, from that game? No, I mean, the, the boys never gave up. You know, they came out second half, and, you know, we were down three, four scores. Sure. And, you know, they kept, they kept fighting there in the second half, and, uh, you know, we scored a couple more in the second half. Uh, you know, the well, goal was try to you know, win the second half, and I don't know if, Right. I think it was it was close there second half. We just right. we dug ourselves into a hole. It, was, it felt a lot like that playoff game we had last year against Belleville, where everything just went wrong in the first half. Uh, we we didn't block well, we didn't tackle well, and when you don't do those things, uh, that's not good in football. So, you know, things that we can fix though. You know, when you go back and watch the film, you see a lot of things where mistakes are made and uh, things that can be cleaned up. And you know, you're going to have to do that going into the playoffs, and you know, maybe. Maybe we can take some positive from it and, uh, you know, get get that loss out of the way and uh, uh, remind ourselves what that feels like. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to bring that up. That was kind of a wake-up call for you guys yeah. for having another great season here. And, uh, you know, a good thing that you got that loss out of the way this past Friday because this upcoming week, if you have another letdown uh, like that, uh, your season's over. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Hopefully you get it out of the way, and uh, like you mentioned, it's much better uh, week nine than week ten. So all our guys, uh, they'll come back. We'll get to work, and uh, you know we, we were able to to stay healthy in the game, and you know that was a big thing too. Going to the playoffs, you don't want to get get guys uh, you know beat up before that. So you know that's definitely a positive. Exactly. Then the last couple of weeks, you've kind of been uh, challenged uh, a little bit, and that's kind of something that has happened a lot this season as well. You've kind of had some uh, blowouts again. I think it was the same way uh, last year, so it was kind of good that you've kind of got into games where uh, you've got the score closer and whatnot, that you guys know how to react in those type of situations. Yeah, it's going to help you help prepare you for the playoffs. You know, Nashville's probably going to be as good as most of the teams we're going to end up seeing throughout the the postseason i'm sure yeah. we may see nashville again if we are lucky enough to win a few and so are they and uh we go and give it our best shot again and uh hopefully uh give a better effort this next time right yeah and uh, so we've talked about it in the past and basically all season long of how you guys have used that uh, early playoff exit last year as kind of motivation to not let that happen again so uh kind of what have you learned uh, since that loss last year that history doesn't repeat itself this upcoming week i think a big thing is and we've we've talked about it all year and we didn't do it this last friday but it's just starting fast you know not digging yourself into a hole and having to get out of it and just uh coming out from the from the get-go and uh and being focused and and you know, win that first quarter, and you know this was we've done it most of the games this year. We've been really good at that, but this this one we just weren't. You know, whether it's you know a long trip, no school Friday, whatever it was, we were not uh, our normal selves there in the first half at all. Right, and uh, then uh, you guys end up drawing on Saturday, Trenton Wesleyan, and you guys are going to be uh, hosting the game, and uh, they're uh, currently a uh, five and four on the season so you kind of get that loss out of the way and you begin the second season and hopefully a lot longer stint this time around but you're going to be hosting a Trent Wesleyan come Saturday at one o'clock. Yep uh, you know it's a team we, we've never played before but uh, you know there's some common opponents they played Nashville earlier in the year I think it was like week I two or three yeah. and played them really well 
uh, you know, a relatively close game uh, at that point. You know, I mean, who knows early in the season compared to now how things have shaken out. But, sure. uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a, a tough team. They've uh, been a successful program, got a, a successful coach there. And so, you know, we're excited to, uh, you know, be in the playoffs and, and get a shot at, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's 0-0 right now. So yep. uh, it doesn't matter how the regular season went. And it's kind of like starting fresh and, so we're going to get prepared this week and hopefully uh, put up a good showing. And it's also nice that, that you're going to be at home for the first time in uh, three weeks, the three straight yeah. uh, road games. It's going to uh, be nice to finally not have to travel and get on a bus this time around as well. Yeah, it's been a, a long, really month stretch here of not yep. being at home since the last home game, So, which is kind of odd. But you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And, uh you know, it, it got us prepared for some of those road games, I think. Yep, exactly. So, uh, Coach, well, we'll let you go here. And uh, thanks for hopping on the show a little bit and talking about Shelbyville football. And uh, best of luck to you in your first-round matchup this coming Saturday. Thanks a lot. Appreciate having me on. Appreciate Coach Duckett for hopping on the uh, program and wish the uh, Rams uh, good luck in their postseason matchup against Trenton Wesleyan there. All right, so uh, let's uh, close out the uh, podcast uh, recapping uh, some entertainment and uh, get into some uh, baseball action and uh, the NFL schedule as well. And NASCAR pick them. And NASCAR pick them. out of it. <laughs> and a NASCAR pick them as well. So uh, let's, all right, let's save the entertainment and pick them. Yep. Uh, recap for the end as we had a couple of exciting games on uh, Friday. And uh, last night it was a little bit exciting until the Rangers broke it wide open there with a grand slam. But on uh, Friday, the Astros and Rangers finally played a good game. And uh, Jose Altuve hit a big go-ahead home run there after the fireworks and benches clearing uh, and everything that happened with uh, Garcia. Astros, not they took exception to how Garcia celebrated that home run. But again, it's the postseason um, it was a clutch home run. Uh, Astros probably shouldn't have had a problem with it, even though they said it was probably not intentional, but it was unintentionally intentional, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say. And uh, the Astros ended up winning the game, had the last laugh too, uh, five to four was the final there. And then in uh, game four of the CS for the Diamondbacks Phillies, that was an exciting one as well. The Diamondbacks uh, won it there as a walk-off fashion, and uh, Ked Krimble uh, serving a bratting practice again as he led up the game-tying home run there to uh, some guy named uh, Logan Thomas. Who? Who? Logan Thomas. Uh, and actually I remember him playing in that game where I was with the uh, – when the Cardinals faced the Diamondbacks earlier. And it's not the same uh, Lane Thomas that played for us at one point mm. and played for the Nationals. Different one. Uh, they won that one 6-5. to five. Did the uh, D-backs to get back in it to uh, tie things up. And then on Saturday, uh, Zach Wheeler was uh, pretty dominant. And uh, so were the Phillies as well. Uh, they homered their way again. The, uh, Kyle Schwarber hit another bomb, Bryce Harper hit another home run as well, and Zach Wheeler doing Zach Wheeler things, pitching seven strong innings uh, there. So uh, Schwarber, 461 feet on his homer. 
and he now has the most home runs in postseason history Mr. by a left uh, by a lefty and uh, Bryce's home run was 444 so impressive a shot of there and then uh, last night it was the Rangers winning nine to two over the Strohs and Avaldi picked up the uh, win and uh, Garcia hits a grand slam. Uh, later in the game, that was like in the ninth inning, I believe, what it was. So the Astros struck first, and then the Rangers, uh, they got a couple home runs from Garver and uh, Heim. And then uh, the Astros made it close, but ultimately that big grand slam sealed the deal for the Rangers, forcing a game seven. And the two most exciting words in all of sports Game seven mm-hmm. tonight, and it's uh, I'd say it's a questionable pitching matchup here with uh, Christian Javier going for the Strohs and Max Scherzer going for the uh, Rangers, and it's particularly uh, questionable with uh, Scherzer, especially with uh, his recent history in the uh, postseason. As if you look, his ALC re- ALCS record actually uh, isn't great, and the last game. Uh, that he pitched for the uh, Rangers uh, wasn't very good in this same series. He kind of got rocked and had a home run. And during that wild card series with the Padres, he had like four home runs against them in that series. And in the ALCS in his career, he has a 5.65 ERA. And the last few outings he has had in the postseason, there he goes. It finally pulls up uh, there. Uh, even the one against the uh, Dodgers, he lost it in 2021 against the uh, Braves, and uh, he only went four and a third inning in that one. And uh, last year with the Mets, he gave up seven runs, including four homers. And uh, then uh, against uh, Houston the other uh, day, I mean, he only went four innings and gave up that home run and five earned runs uh, there. But usually Mad Max is what you want to go with, but uh, recent postseason History says you probably shouldn't have went, but I guess it's the best that you got uh, here. We'll see if he has a short leash uh, tonight if something goes wrong. And then uh, game six this afternoon is uh, Kelly going against Nola there. So uh, Phillies could clinch a spot in the World Series. If not, there'll be a game seven on Tuesday for Arizona and Philly. Let's uh, quickly uh, recap the uh, NFL from uh, yesterday. Uh, We got the uh, Bears as they won over the uh, Raiders. That's right. Uh, uh, Bajent picking up the uh, dub, picking up the win. Uh, He's looked pretty impressive there as well. And uh, Brian Hoyer was the starter there for uh, the Raiders. Didn't quite work out uh, for Vegas. And Bears ended up winning that one 30-12. Uh, the Browns won by a point against the Colts, 39-38. to uh, Their late go-ahead touchdown by Kareem Hunt. And I think it was a pass a defensive P.I. was the questionable call there in the end for the Colts wearing those uh, blackout uniforms, blackout helmets. But ultimately it was the Browns shining through, winning by a point. They're 39-38. It's the final. Uh, this one was a surprising one. The Patriots, they won over the Bills, 29-25. to uh, 25. And uh, so, Bills, 4-3. and three. Patriots improved to 2-5 and five after some 
questionable weeks mm-hmm. before that. Uh, the Giants and the Commanders, man, this one was an ugly one. 14 to 7. Yeah. Was the final. The Giants scored 14 in the second. That was it uh, for them. Tyrod Taylor getting the win for the G Men there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons got the win over the Bucks by 3, 16 to 2, uh, 13. Uh, Co gets the uh, walk off winner for Atlanta. They uh, take the lead in the uh, NFC South there with that performance. Uh, the Ravens were all over the Lions. 38 to 6. Wasn't even close. Mm. Lamar Jackson, 357 yards passing. Pretty good for a running back. Yep. Throwing the football, three touchdowns as well. Um, and he also ran in a score as well. But Baltimore with a statement saying everyone wants to be hyped about the Lions. Oh, mm. We're going to blow them out. Yep. And That's what they did. Lions scored late. But that was it. Six points in the fourth quarter. And Baltimore, a dominant victory there. Uh, Steelers, they won by a tutty over my Rams, 24-17 after our duct tape of a running back room uh, there after a couple of guys being put on IR. But uh, Pittsburgh ended up winning the game, and it was uh, late, really, as uh, did most of their damage, 21 points in the second half. So that's what they outscored the Rams with uh, there. And so Rams now 3-4. and four. Only one and three there at SoFi. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Seahawks won by ten over the uh, Cardinals, so the Cardinals' record gets pushed to one and six, and the Seahawks improved to a uh, four and two there. Uh, the Broncos actually won here. Broncos won over the Pack, nineteen to uh, seventeen, and uh, double coverage interception there for Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. In that one, and of course, you know what happened in the Chiefs and Chargers. Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things: 424 yards, four touchdowns, and a Travis Kelsey with a Taylor in attendance: 12 grabs, 179 yards, and a score. As well as the Chargers lose here, and they're two and four on the season. So Chiefs doing what they do best. They've lost in the uh, season opener, but haven't lost since. Uh, there so been impressive yesterday at least and when Taylor Swift is in attendance as well Uh, and then on Sunday Night Football this one was supposed to be a good one but uh, it's kind of turned into a blowout as the uh, Eagles end up winning this one 31 to uh, 17 uh, there so Jalen Hurts with a couple of passing touchdowns ran one in and wins it over his former teammate in Tua, so is the uh, battle of five and one teams, and Philly wins with those. I will admit, awesome uniforms yeah. that they have there, and those uh, green uniforms and green helmets—they pair really well, and it's very pleasant on the eyes. There, even though their city is not very pleasant on the eyes. I'll take your word for it. There, uh, even though I have no experience being. In Philadelphia. <laughs> um, and then uh, the Monday night game tonight is the uh, 49ers traveling to Minnesota to take on uh, the uh, Vikings. 49ers 5-1 and one on this season. Favored by a tutty tonight against Minnesota there. All right. So uh, let's uh, close out with a couple of things that we need to uh, clean up here. Let's uh, recap entertainment or 
Do you want to recap your entertainment? Sure. How well did you do? Not good. Not good? Not good. Uh, all right. Let's just tear this bandit off. Dolphins plus two and a half. Nope. Penn State plus four and a half. Uh, nope. Nope. They lost six. Indiana plus six. They got railed by Rutgers. Ooh. Tennessee plus eight and a half. Nope. They got beat by Alabama. Nope. Alabama came back in that one. TCU plus six and a half. They got destroyed by Kansas State. Hmm. Like 41 to six. Something like that. Destroyed. Destroyed. What was it? Was I in the ballpark? <laughs> yeah. 41 to three. Ah, yeah. See? <laughs> Uh, Dale Jr. to get a top three in the, in the Xfinity Series race. He finished fifth. Ooh, so close, but still a loss. Tyler Reddick to win the cup race on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Finished third. Yep, nope. Close, but no cigars. We go Ofer for the weekend. Ah, Ofer. So that one hurts. We lick our wounds, and uh, we decide if we're going to have entertainment next week or not. Hey, you know, sometimes that's what you have to do. Yep, yep, yep. You have a bad week, you sit out. Yep. So. Bench me, coach. <laughs> All right, so let's, like you said, let's rip this bandaid off. NASCAR, NASCAR pick him. Yep, Christopher Bell got the win. He's going to Homestead. Race for a championship four. Uh, thanks to Kyle Larson not knowing where pit road is. Um, oh my goodness! Hit hit those things and those barrels of sand, sand and, that goes all over the place, yeah, and ruin Ryan Blaney's race because yeah. Ryan Blaney was the second best car and he hit him. Mm-hmm. And then Denny Hamlin just decided to turn into the wall and did end his that. day. Yeah, I did see and that. And then Martin Truex engines just decided to quit running. Mm-hmm. So two drivers that were probably favored into going into the championship four in Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. are now below the cut line. So that'll be interesting to watch uh, next weekend with the cutoff at Martinsville. But Christopher Bell got the win. William Byron was leading on the final restart. And with about three laps left, Tyler Reddick passed him. Yeah. So Reddick finished third. Byron finished fourth. That got me a win. Kept slim (laughs) hopes alive. I'm down four with two races left. Mm. I have to win one of these two. Right. A win next week would be huge because that means I would go into the championship with a one-point lead. Wow. That would totally change everything. Well, if you remember last year, that's kind of what happened. You got a, a win late in the, or the stretch mm-hmm. that got you back into it, and we ended up tied. Right. I don't think – well, we could tie. If I win this week or just win in general this week, well, no. No, if I win this week, or if you win this week, and then someone wins the race the following week, we could finish tied. Yeah. Again. Again. And then it'll come down to average finish. <laughs> I've improved that. You have. And mine's gotten a lot worse. So. So, there we go. Martinsville this weekend. Final mm. race of the cutoff. Final week. Yep. We decide our four mm. this weekend. Very well. That's it. That's all I got. All right. I think that's all I got. Uh, Two. I can pull up the uh, right show closer. I thought I had one. I thought I had one pulled up. 
I guess it's escaping me. Oh, there it is. That's the music that we need to play out. And uh, we will uh, be back tomorrow. Again, uh, the Illini football therapy session will begin tomorrow at 11 a.m. for our 989 the game. Stay tuned uh, for that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking it out with us. And uh, thanks for listening and checking out the playoff show extravaganza as well, though we did on a Saturday. Haven't already? Go check it out. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you manana. Peace out.